0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. You're here with your host, That One Catholic Girl, aka Vanessa. Welcome back. I just said welcome back twice. I'm gonna welcome you guys again to, you know, spite myself. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. The entire entire podcast will be me welcoming you, but you guys would not subscribe to something like that. But if you are looking to subscribe to something, you guys should probably just subscribe to this podcast because who knows when I'm going to post a new video. I don't know, so might as well get the little like notification when I do post, you could subscribe to this podcast on any platform that you're listening to it on, except the ones that I don't know about. But anyways, today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about something that I tweeted earlier this afternoon or earlier this morning, actually. I posted a tweet about saints and about how my confirmation saint chose me. And they say that. They say that your confirmation saint chooses you, that you think you're choosing your confirmation saint, but in actuality, they're choosing you. So I asked the people on my Twitter and on my Instagram, tell me the story about how your saint chose you. And I love the stories that all you guys are sharing with me and because of this I'm actually going to have one of my friends on I'm going to try to coordinate a time with her because her story about how her saint chose her is phenomenal it's beautiful it's amazing you guys have to hear it if you guys want to hear about this let me know um either way I'm still going to post it so we're going to try to coordinate a time when I can interview her but I figure to start kick things off I want to talk about how I got my patron saint or my patron saint how I got my confirmation saint and how she chose me so my confirmation saint is saint margaret of castello now she recently was canonized when i chose her to be my confirmation saint at the time she was just blessed margaret of castello which i didn't know um someone else told me this later on they were like oh she just recently was canonized and i'm like this is my patron saint and i don't not a patron saint oh my gosh i keep saying that my confirmation saint and i didn't even know that she wasn't canonized until 2021 but anyways Happy canonization? Is that a thing? I don't know. But let me tell you guys about how she chose me. So, in confirmation, you are 15 years old. And my entire life, I have been extremely, extremely insecure. Like, I I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I could fix everything, every insecurity in my life, and I will still be insecure. I'll still think that everything is wrong with me. And it's something that I'm really working on. I'm trying to work through in my prayer life. But I have always been really insecure and I've always felt relatively unwanted. I've never felt unwanted by my immediate family, but I have had some like feelings of unwanted from my relatives and my cousins. There were times in my life where my cousins, actually they still do this to today. They still like, we'll be having a family gathering and all of my cousins will like all of a sudden take off. They'll be gone. They won't be at the gathering anymore. And they're like, oh, why didn't you go with your cousins? My aunts will ask me this like, oh, why didn't you go with your cousins to go get ice cream? I'm like, if I knew, I probably wouldn't go anyways. But I didn't know that they left or they just disappeared. I thought maybe the rapture happened. I'm just kidding. But um, they're born-again Christians, so they probably would find that funny. But or maybe not find it funny. I don't know. I don't know what their humor is like. But I've always felt relatively unwanted. I've never really had a big friend group or friend group at all. I don't really have friends to today. And I didn't really have any when I was younger. I had people that I try to hang out with. But for the most part, I found myself eating like lunch in the bathroom by myself. I found myself just, you know, there were times where I, you know, we're in, let's not even get into the whole bullying thing, but there are times in my life where I would just like spend a lot of time by myself crying about just being alone. And so when I was 15 years old, I was in confirmation classes and everyone was friends with each other in confirmation. And even though I tried so hard, I just, I couldn't make any friends in my confirmation class. And there was this one girl who was in my confirmation class who hung around me But the only reason why she hung around me was because she also didn't know anyone and her mom told her that I was safe um, to hang around. That if you feel alone, hang out with Vanessa, which I guess is a compliment now. But that was at the time I was like, oh, you're only hanging out with me because your mom told you to. But nonetheless, I was lonely at 15. I felt unwanted. I had no friends. No boys liked me. I was insecure. I was um, not. I was not taking care of my health. I was not working out. I was not eating healthy. I was eating whatever I wanted. And I was just miserable. So when they asked us to choose our patron saint, patron saint, confirmation saints, they gave us like a book to look through that we could like choose one from. And I remember it was coming down to the deadline of when we had to have these papers submitted. We had to have these, pa- we had to submit a paragraph or a paper to um, our um, parish priest telling him why we chose our saints and once it was approved then we could go on the retreat so I that was like their little like thing to us like oh you can't go on the retreat unless you do the paper I'm sure they would have let us go on the retreat and I know there were some people that didn't complete their paper by the time we went on the retreat but that was like the thing it was like if you don't complete your paper you're not going on the retreat so it was coming down to like the last days before I had to submit this paper and I just like randomly was flipping through the booklet of saints and I came across a story of Saint Margaret of Castile Now I'm gonna be like the worst person ever. I don't know her entire story by heart, so I'm not gonna butcher it while I'm telling it. But basically from what I remember was that she was unwanted I, I should have done my research before I started the podcast, but I just I felt the need to come on here and talk since we haven't talked for a while. But from my understanding, she was unwanted. I think that she had some birth defects and I'm not sure if she was unwanted by her immediate family or just by crowds of people around her, but she felt unwanted. And she, I what I recall was that she had a hunchback and she wasn't pleasing to the eye according to the people during that time, but yet she still remained really close to God. And so I I, the only way I really related to the story was the fact that I felt unwanted. I felt like I was unpleasing to the eye, not only in looks, but in, like, my personality and the way I held myself. I just, I didn't have very high self-esteem, and once again, I'm working on it because I still kind of don't, and so I chose her, and I, that was it. I chose her, wrote my little paper, and went on with my day. It wasn't until, like, 2019, it was after I started getting more into the faith, my mom for Christmas was wanted to buy me a medal of St. Margaret of Castillo. And I still have it in my jewelry box. Like I have it in a special little pouch. I've never worn it out. Um, It's just that special to me. I probably should wear it out, but I have it in my jewelry box. And um, my mom got it for me. And she's just like, hey, funny thing, Vanessa. Well, I was looking for this medal because like not a lot of people know about her because at this time, she was still Blessed Margaret of Castillo. She hadn't been canonized yet. So she wasn't like one of the popular known saints it wasn't like saint francis it wasn't like saint paul saint peter you know um it was a saint that not a lot of people knew about and so the way that she was able to get this medal was that she googled the name of the saint um and she found a parish and they at this parish they sold the medal of the saint so she reached out to this parish and she said hey will you ship me Um, one of your medals i'll pay for it so that's how we got the medal um to us so it was from a parish it wasn't even from like a website type of thing it was from like a church itself and so she's like but funny thing is is when i was doing my research i found out did you know this that she is the patron saint of the unwanted the patron saint of the unborn and i was like huh well, that's cool, because at this time, I was writing papers about being pro-life. I have always been so vocally pro-life. Like, you know, you know I'm pro-life. My friends knew I was pro-life. I remember my freshman year of high school, um, I had this f- friend, and we were talking one day, and like, all of a sudden, oh, sorry, I'm like mixing up my stories, but I had this group of friends. And there's one friend in particular, and honestly, I don't think that what they were telling me was true. I think that, you know, we wanted some drama in our lives. So I don't think that the story that they were telling me was true, but if it was, I don't, um, I, anyways, so I noticed that one day my friends were all whispering amongst each other. And when I came over, they didn't want to talk to me about what they were whispering about. And me being insecure, I was like, oh my gosh, and my friends don't even want to be friends with me. Like, they hate me, blah, blah, blah. So I, um like, started getting a little hurt, and my friend saw that I was hurt. So the friend who was doing the whispering pulled me aside, and she told me, she's like, Vanessa, I didn't want to tell you because I know you're going to um, tell me something. And I know you're going to tell me what to do, and I don't really need to hear it right now. Like, I don't need to hear your judgment." And at this point, I was like 14 or 15 years old. So I didn't really gotten into the faith. I wasn't even going to church regularly. So I thought it was interesting that she thought that I was going to judge her. But she told me that she thought there was a possibility that she could be pregnant. And this is where I'm saying that I'm not too sure if the story was true, like that she actually thought this or if she we just wanted to seem like the main characters of her stories. Because from what I know, I don't believe it was true because there would be no way for her to get pregnant at 14, from her experiences that she's had. But anyways, anyways, we're just not here to validate her story. But she told me that she thinks that she may be pregnant and that she, if she was, she was going to consider aborting this child and that she didn't need to hear me telling her that she was wrong and and that she didn't need me to yell at her and be mad at her and stuff like that. And I was just like, no, I was just like, no, I really want to hear you out. I want to talk to you about this I want to you know if this is the truth I want to see like how you're feeling let's let's sit down and really like discuss this because this is a big decision that you're making and let's just like weigh all the costs and everything and I came at her in such a loving way and she's like wow I never thought you were going to be like this and so I was like I wonder what I was doing before like how was I talking to them before this that she thought that I was going to come at her with such so much hate. And so from that, you can tell at 14 years old, I was even very vocal about being pro-life that my friends didn't even want to talk to me at 14 about these things and then in high school I went on to write about abortion and how it should not be done and then a lot of times when I would give debates in classes about anything um I would always bring pregnancy into it um I would always bring God into it I would always bring in like this anti-abortion rhetoric as they would say about me like oh how horrible she is that she wants to defend babies <gasps> I'm the worst, but I was always very vocal about being against abortion, and so when I found out that my patron saint was, um, the patron saint, my confirmation saint, the patron saint, um, sorry, oh my gosh, I can't even speak today, that I found out that Saint Margaret of Castello is the patron saint of the unborn, it was just so fitting, and so... I was discussing this recently with um, some girlfriends of mine. I will tell you guys about that later. But I was talking to them about it, and they are actually a part of a team of people that go across the country defending life or teaching people how to have conversations about defending life or just talking to people about defending life. And I felt intrigued, and I feel like maybe possibly one day this may be an avenue that I should take. I am so interested in apologetics and giving talks and speaking in front of people. I love public speaking. I love talking about things that are important. Um, And I think the conversation of abortion may be one that I will be wanting to have in front of a huge group of people on this youtube channel which i'm not on the youtube channel on all platforms but on my youtube channel i have various videos talking about being pro-life and whether or not you can vote for a pro-life or i mean a pro-choice candidate i talked about um my paper that i wrote in college that almost kept me from getting my degree um because i would have failed civic learning if my professor didn't make it a pass bill Paper. If it wasn't a past fail, I'm pretty sure I would have failed the civic learning class because she was very upset with the paper I wrote against abortion. If you guys want to hear more about that, I have a full-on YouTube video about it. It's called, like, my college professor um, calls me out for being pro-life or something like that. I-, I can't remember, but I wrote a whole paper about the ill intentions of Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. So I've always been very vocal about being pro-life, and I just find that so perfect to um, take note that my confirmation saint chose me. Because I just chose her at random. I chose her because, oh, it's a story that relates to me and I could write about this in the paper, you know? And maybe I chose her, and I'm pretty sure this may have been the reason, I may have chosen her for like a sympathy card type of thing. Like I kind of wanted my priest to feel bad for me that I felt so alone. So I kind of chose a story that like, yeah, I relate to this. I'm pretty sure it was at some superficial level when I was 15 because I was superficial at 15 and I'm not saying not now, but I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit better at thinking that things more in depth but I chose Saint Margaret of Castile at 15 not knowing the impact that she would have on my life and that every day she was guiding me to defend life and guiding me to um, be charitable and show love and share love to those who may be or feel unwanted and so I would love to hear your guys's story about your confirmation saint and how they chose you now you could tell me about how you chose them, but I want to hear more so about how they chose you. Like for instance, my mother's my mother's um, confirmation saint is um, Saint Francis of Assisi, and my mom chose him because my mom's name is also Francis, so she didn't want to like have her name changed, so she chose the name as. Frances because her name's is Frances and then they were going to call her Frances so like might as well be Frances with an I instead of an E but my mom also has this extreme love for animals and this extreme connection to Saint Francis that she tells me about that I'm going to have her talk about if she's going to tell her a story about it we'll see if my I can get my mom on the podcast one day to talk about it if you guys ever want to be a guest on the podcast and talk about how you're saints chose you I would totally love to have you as a guest but then there's also my older sister my older sister chose um Saint Cecilia and she chose her just because she loves the name Cecilia and that's the name of my aunt my sister Veronica chose Saint Cecilia for that reason and then there is Saint Anthony for my younger sister Victoria and Victoria chose saint anthony because one day we went to a store and they were selling necklaces and it was like a surfing store and they were selling necklaces with surfers on it and there was a blue one and she loved the blue and it turned out to be a medal of saint christopher and so she chose saint christopher for that reason and now my house is like covered in saint christopher medals because she would buy one every chance she got and my mom my mom buys us saint christopher medals like at least three times a year like every christmas i get a few my mom loves buying St. Christopher medals. And, like, I don't know her connection to St. Christopher necessarily, but she did end up traveling and moving to Michigan from Los Angeles, so that could be why. But St. Christopher plays a huge role in my life today. Every time I get in the car, I'm always asking for St. Christopher to um, pray for us on our car ride, bless the travel, bless all travelers. Um, I say his prayer to my sister sometimes. I'll get on the phone and I'll do a voice memo and I record myself saying the prayer So that they could play it when they get in the car. I have his medal in the car. Like as a visor clip. So um, I don't know his impact on her life. But he has made a huge impact on mine. And so yeah. I just want to hear your guys' stories. Tell me about how your saint chose you. You can let me know in an email. If you want to email the story to me. And maybe I'll relay it to my viewers if you guys are like, you got to share my story. Maybe one of these days I'm going to sit down and read all the stories that we got on Twitter. Um, If you guys want to be a part of that podcast – um, by submitting your story, let me know. Submit your story to my email at thatonecatholicgmail.com, or you could also comment it if you have the commenting feature on the platform that you're listening to me on. Um, once again, guys, I really love and appreciate all the love and support that you guys constantly give me. You guys do not know how much I need you guys. Like, you guys have no clue. I need you guys every single day, and I'm so sorry that I'm not with you guys every single day. I love you guys all. Um, and I look forward to seeing you guys all in my next podcast. God bless and have a great day.